Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles, remain standing and turn with me to Psalm 106, or excuse me, 107. Psalm 107. And while you're turning, I want to inform everybody, everybody, nothing important happened yesterday. Nothing. Everything important happened last Sunday. Everything that happened yesterday was temporary. Everything that happened last Sunday is eternal. And I don't care what happened yesterday. I'm here to celebrate what happened last Sunday. No matter, no matter what happened yesterday, today we are going to celebrate victory. Victory. Let's give God praise and glory. Yes. It's going to be a little different service, but that's okay. Uh, it's going to be more informative than it will be preachy sounding. Uh, but y'all know me. I can, I can read a documentary on, on, on penguins and get preachy, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I want to inform you. I want you. Listen, I've learned that people are down on what they're not up on. And I want to I want to celebrate today. God has been good. God is good. All the time God is good. Do you know you don't have to do a blessed thing to be good? He's just good. He's just good all in himself by himself without even he don't know us a thing. But he's good to us anyway. Amen. Bless God. I feel like preaching. Amen. Psalms 107, Psalms 107, verse number one, verse number one. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is, he's good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I I need to do a poll right now. How many of y'all are redeemed? Yes, I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. All to him I now resign. I've been redeemed. Amen. And the Bible says, if you're redeemed, you ought to say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Gather them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. How many of y'all remember the day you cried unto him in your trouble? And he delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way, that they may go to a city of habitation. Oh, I need some help. Oh, come on with enthusiasm. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his and for his, to the children of men. Now, if, if God has been good to you, let's let him know. Will you help me let him know? Let's give him glory and praise and honor. Yes, and if you don't know that he's been good to you, I'm telling you, he's been good to you. If you woke up this morning, he's been good to you. If you made it to church, he's been good to you. If he's got clothes on your back, he's been good to you. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy. 
Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for the the promise of a heavenly home. Thank you for what you did last Sunday. And Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in the future. Lord, we praise you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory, all the credit, all the honor for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Oh, that men, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about his goodness and we're going to talk about his wonderful works and we're going to celebrate and we're going to make a big deal and we're going to worship him. Somebody say amen. Amen. Number one, number one, if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, write this, write this down. Things to celebrate. Things to celebrate. First of all, I want you to write this down. The provision of God. The provision of God. God has provided. Back in April, back in April, we, uh, uh, we, we, we stood forward and, and we accepted a command from God to raise money to plant 1,000 churches. 1,000 churches. We said we had a great commission we have a great command and we're going to try something great for God. We're going to, we're going to expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Now I told you then, and I meant it, I, I, it, it seemed like a, a huge, and it was, it was a God sized goal and a God sized task, but I want everybody to know God has provided. Amen. God has provided. Here is our number. I think they've got the, uh, the slide up there. Our total offering was $431,104.94. Give God praise and glory. We're not going to be able to plant 1,000. We're going to plant 1,437 churches. Give God praise and glory right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he done done it again. He done done it again. That reminds me of a joke. <clears throat> this old boy, this really, I, I'm sorry, but it, it just come to mind. Man was swerving all over the road and, and the police officer pulled him over and said, sir, I believe you're drinking and driving. He says, what are you having that cup? He said, oh, that's water, officer. He said, let me see that. He said, this is wine. He said, he done done it again. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about that. Amen. I'm sorry, Brother Doug, it just came, come upon me. How many of y'all glad he's done, done it again? I can tell you time after time after time after time where we prayed and said, oh God, we need you to move. We need you to help us. We need you to give and over and over and over. I can tell you he done, done it again. Amen. We thank God for his provision. Now, write this down. We're going to thank God and celebrate not only that God provided, but I want to celebrate the obedience of God's people. I want to celebrate the obedience. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. You know, there were, there were people that were known. There were people that were known and Paul bragged about. Romans 16, 19, it says, for your obedience, say that with me, for your is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. There is nothing that made the Apostle Paul more proud and more happy than see his converts be obedient to God. 
Now, how many of y'all are a parent or a grandparent in here? What is it like to look at your child and you see an obedient child, a submissive child, a child that honors their parents? Can I have a witness right there? And I want to, I want to thank God for you in here that were obedient to what God commanded you to do. Listen, I know God provided, but you had to be obedient for it to happen. And I want to celebrate the obedience of God's people. Then I want to celebrate Then I want to celebrate not only the provision of God, but the obedience of God's people. I want to celebrate also the growth in maturity, the growth in maturity. In second Thessalonians one, three, it says, we are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is meet because of your faith or excuse me, because that your faith, what's that word? Groweth. Say it with me. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly. And the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Matthew 5, 48 says, Be ye therefore, everybody, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is. Now that word perfect in this context doesn't mean without flaws, without error, without mistakes, or without, when we know God is, but it means mature. It means complete. It means complete. Now here's what I want to share with you. You say, preacher, how do you know there has been uh, maturity in God's people? Because you gave. Because you gave. Immature people do not give. They do not give. Immature people do not give. It's just a a known statistical fact. Uh, Some some experts say that it takes a, a new Christian up to a year before they begin to give anything. Up to two years before they begin to give biblically. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. And this proves what I'm trying to say right here. Several years ago, several years ago, we started this journey of big projects each year. We would take on a project each year and have one time big offering toward that project. I think, I don't remember how many years ago we started, six or seven years ago. But whatever it was, whatever it was, uh, we were running more people by a long, almost by a thousand more people. We had almost a thousand more people in attendance in a regular basis. And guess what? With uh, almost a thousand less people, you gave probably quadruple the amount of money that we did in the beginning. You say, what happened? You begin to grow. You begin to learn. You begin to understand the goodness of God. You begin to understand the blessings that God gives to generous people. You begin to understand that God wants you to be mature. God wants you to be like him. Mature people understand that God doesn't need your money. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's the one that makes the sun to rise and the sun to burn. He's not broke. He's not in poverty. He's not in need whatsoever. He's not in need of your money. He wants you to give so you can be like him. Immature people understand that. Immature people gripe about it. Immature people whine about it. Immature people don't give anything. But listen, you gave and you gave generously and you gave, listen, you gave in a way that shows that you have learned and you have grown and you have developed maturity and you're becoming more like God. Let's give God praise and glory. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Listen, I thank God for God's people. I thank God for obedience. I thank God for maturity. I thank God for God's provision. And we need to celebrate that. It's a big, big deal. 
I'm telling you, what happened last Sunday is a way bigger deal than what happened yesterday. Things to celebrate. Number two, number two. I want you to proceed with confidence. I want you to proceed with confidence, and this is important. I've never done this before, but we've never done what we're doing before. So I think it, it is necessary. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 16 through 24, we find that Paul has a project that they are raising money for. Uh, there has been a famine. There is a great need in Jerusalem for the church in Jerusalem, uh, for the poor in Jerusalem. And they are taking a great offering. They're going through all of the Gentile churches and they're receiving an offering. And, and, and Paul is, is writing to them to help encourage them to give. And not just encourage them to give, but we're going to see in these next few verses, he wanted them to have confidence in what they were giving to. Are y'all with me? Say amen. It says in 2 Corinthians 8, 16, but thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. What that means is that Titus has a burden for this need also. Titus wanted to raise this money also. For indeed, he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. Not only was he for this project, not only was he for this offering, but he decided to go in person to Corinth to, to share the burden with them and receive the offering. Verse 18. And we have sent him with the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. This is an unnamed, this is an unnamed preacher that Paul sent with them so that they would have confidence. It was somebody they knew. It was somebody they were familiar with. It was somebody they trusted. Verse 19, and not that only, but who uh, was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace. This, this grace is the offering, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Avoiding this, avoiding this, he said, the reason we're sending these men we're sending this, this group of people for accountability. He said, the reason we want to do this is to avoid that no man should blame us in this abundance. The word abundance there means large gift, which is administered by us. Providing for what? Honest, Honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the... Now, we want to do right because God is watching. That's what Paul is saying. We want to do right because God is watching. But we don't only want to look honest before God. We want to be right before, before men. In other words, I want you to have confidence in what is being taken up and what has taken place with this gift, with this offering. He said, so we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligently in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he's my partner and fellow helper concerning you, or our brethren be inquired of, they are the messengers of the churches. In other words, the churches chose these men for this purpose and the glory of Christ. Wherefore, show to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. In other words, take up your offering with confidence. Now, two things I want to share with you. I want everybody to know in here, and I want you to have confidence that your money that you gave for this project is going to accomplish what you gave it to accomplish. Somebody say amen. amen. Two things I want you to write down. First, I want you to know there's accountability in the team or, or 
accountability of the team. Now, here's what I want you to see. If we'll put our slide up here, if we'll put our slide up here, TTI, the Timothy Initiative is committed to the highest standards. The Timothy Initiative, TTI, is the organization that we are partnering with to accomplish this church planning task. All right. Does everybody understand that? Say amen. When we say TTI, it means the Timothy Initiative. It's the organization that is accomplishing the task of church planning. We are supporting them, financially helping them to go out and plant churches where churches are not planted. If that makes sense, say amen. Okay, so we need to have confidence in TTI. Would you agree with that? We need to know it's going where it needs to go. TTI annually submits financial statements for an external audit and is accredited by the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. TTI has GuideStar's platinum seal reserved for organizations with the highest level of transparency. Char- Charity Navigator is the largest is the largest group that maintains and watches uh, nonprofit groups in the entire world. It's the world's largest and most trusted nonprofit evaluator. Preacher, why are you saying all this? I want you to have confidence in the team. They are highly, highly accountable and they have very much integrity. And all of God's people say it. Amen. Amen. There is accountability on the team. But then I want you to see, I want you to proceed with confidence, with accountability in the team, but then... The accomplishment of the task. Do we know the job's getting done? Do we know the job's getting done? I, I, listen, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but growing up, growing up, I, I, y'all know I've been in church my whole life. And there have been many times, there have been many times that, that missionaries have gone from church to church to church to gather support. And then they get the support and they go overseas and live like a king and do nothing. Do I have a witness, Brother Doug? And, and so, so we don't want that. Listen, we don't want to send you over there for a vacation. You got a job to do. And so we want to know where we're sending this money is getting the job done. Do I have a witness? So here's what I want you to know. Integrity first. Trust and verify. Say that with me. Say it again. God values integrity, so do we. That's why TTI leaders around the world are committed to accurately deporting, reporting how God is working through this disciple-making movement. Every single Paul, a Paul is a leader of a training center, all right? He's a leader of a... Every single Paul has to submit quarterly reports detailing new churches planted, new disciples made, Baptisms, widows, and orphans impacted through the local church. Every report, how many of them? Every report is reviewed and verified. Say that with me, is by TTI offices. Every single church, everyone, every church that's planted, before it can be counted in the numbers, is reviewed and visited how many times? Twice by a TTI leader. Every single training center is visited at least three times during the training. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying it is verified. They do not count churches until they can verify, in other words, see with their own eyeballs that it's a church. And it's functioning as a church should. And it's a legit 
church plant. Preacher, do you mean somebody would lie? I didn't say that. But we ain't going to believe it till we see it. Amen. Trust and trust and verify it. Ladies and gentlemen, I can submit to you today. I can submit to you today that the churches, the numbers that we give you when we give our reports and show you what's happening in Nigeria, what's happening in Africa, what's happening in Nepal and what's happening in India. These are not just numbers that are being made up to try to uh, get money out of you. These are churches that are verified, that are verified and seen with their own eyes that this is legit. Somebody say amen. Not only you say, well, do you trust TTI? Well, yes, without a doubt, I trust them, but we sent our own people there. Okay. We've sent members of Temple Baptist Church to many different countries where TTI has churches planted to trust and verify. So it's not just what TTI is telling us. We went and seen with our, our own eyes so we could trust and Verify. Now, if you're still skeptical, if you're still skeptical, no problem. No problem. We can hook you up this year and you can go see it with your eyes. TTI invites and encourages and wants you to come. Wants you to come. So if you're skeptical and you don't believe it's going where it's going, you go. Now, here's what here's. And and this is not why they say that. This is not why they say that. The reason they want to invite you to go because they know if you see it, you will support it. If you've ever been on a missions trip, you understand the magnitude and the power of it to change your life. And all God's people say it. So from this point on, I want you to understand. I want you to have confidence. I want to proceed with confidence that what we are doing is verified It is proven, it is seen, and if you would like to see it for yourself, we will gladly send you. you, Listen, it it is a great opportunity to see what God is doing on the foreign field. Can we give God praise and glory for integrity in an organization? Yes, amen. Number three, number three. I told you it was going to be a little different. What was number one? What was number one? I hear papers flipping. You can't remember nothing, can you? Oh, let me see. Let me see. Number one. Number two. Number three. Embrace our culture. Embrace our culture. Preacher, what are you saying? I want this to be our identity. Romans 1, 7 and 8. Paul says this. To all that be in Rome... To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your, that your is spoken of throughout the whole, wow, wow, Thessalonians, first Thessalonians, he's writing to Thessalonica. He said, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples or examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. And from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your to Godward is spread abroad. Preacher, what are you saying? They were known. They were known for their faith. They were known. In other words, word got out 
if you talk about faith, their picture is right beside it. If that makes sense, say amen. I want you to embrace our culture. Preacher, what is our culture? It is our identity. It is who we are. It is who we will be known for. Two things I want you to write down real quickly. Write these things and we'll hurry. Listen, I want our church to be known as to have a culture of generosity. I want our church to have a culture of generosity. It permeates everything we do. It permeates everything that we are. I want everybody to say, boy, that's a given church right there. That's a generous church right there. They have faith in God. They trust him. They give. They sacrificially give. Why? Because giving represents maturity. And I don't want, I don't, man, if there's anything, if there was any, any negative slap in the face is somebody to tell you you're immature. I always hated that. Even when I was. <laughs> Amen. Even when, even when you are mature, you don't like being told you're immature. And if there's anything that I want people to see in our city and in our county and throughout the whole world, I want us to be known as a generous church. As a generous church. Then, not only a culture of generosity, but a culture of missions. A culture of missions. I want us to be identified as a mission-minded church. A church that cares about missions. A church that puts their money where their mouth is. I hear, I hear churches all the time. I hear churches all the time saying we're a mission-minded church. We're a missional church. If you check their budget, you know they're lying through their teeth. They're not, they're not a mission-minded church. You're not a mission-minded church if you don't support missions. If you're not advancing the cause of Christ. Listen, if you don't care about, are y'all with me? Listen, we want to be known as a mission-minded. How, how are we known as a mission-minded church? We support the missionaries to go and we do our job here. You cannot be a mission-minded church and not be an evangelistic church. Because the church that, listen, shines the farthest, shines the brightest at home. It'd be a shame and a hypocrisy if we send somebody across the ocean to witness to them and not go across the street and witness here. What a, what a thrilling thing. I, was, I, I, I got word that a restaurant, <clears throat> a restaurant in town uh, that, 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 that I have shared my story with and left us a my story track with one of the waiters. Another church member was there and, and, and they were sharing their story. And the lady said, I've done got four of these. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know what they accused? You know what they accused the disciples of? Of filling Jerusalem with their doctrine. Wouldn't it be great that every restaurant in Coleman just gets bombarded with people's testimonies, people's stories, every store in town. You can't go in there. If you go to hand one, say, I already got one. (laughs) If this city and this community starts hearing that there is a God who will take somebody that's broken and low down and full of issues and full of problems and he can change their life forever. Oh, say amen. Listen, I want that to be our culture. I want that to be our identity, that we are an evangelistic group. We are a soul-winning group. We are a missions-minded group. We're not only going to send and give and, 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 and pursue it that way. We're going to do it ourselves. Man, there was one thing Dad would always do. 
He didn't have no education, but he was smarter than your average bear. Every missionary that came, he'd take them, he'd take them visiting with him or soul winning with him and, and, and see how they respond and see how they react. I said, Dad, why'd you do that? He said, if they won't do it here, they won't do it there. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Put your seatbelt on. You might not like this, but you're a hypocrite if you send them there, but you won't do it here. It needs to be our culture. It needs to be our identity. Listen, that's what we're about. We're about advancing the kingdom of God. I'm not here to baby you. I'm not here to pamper you. I'm not here to marry your children and bury your dead. I'm here to advance the cause of Christ and get the gospel to every creature. Somebody say amen. Amen. Some churches are known by their fellowships. Some churches are known by their dramas. Some churches are known by this and that. We want to be known as a church that's on fire, that believes in the great commission. We believe it is a commandment given to God. It is not the great suggestion. It is God's command to this church to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I want you to embrace that. I want you to listen. I want you to know that this is who we are. This is our identity. This is our culture. Well, I just can't fly with that. Well, you need to fly somewhere else. Say, so why would you say that? Because all you're going to do is create negativity in somebody else's mind. All right, this ain't in the notes, but I'm going to just go ahead while we're here. Do you remember, do you remember when the woman came to Jesus and offered that very expensive perfume and, and worship to him. Do you remember there was a man by the name of Judas that had an issue with it? He said, he said this could have been sold and given to the poor. And the Bible said he didn't care about the poor because he was a thief. He was a thief and we know he was a thief. He's the one that, 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 that betrayed Jesus for the silver car. Are y'all with me? That's, that's, that's the same one. But that's not even, uh, devils are going to be devils. Devils are going to be devils. That's not the issue that I have with this story. The issue that I have with this story, as soon as Judah spoke up and said something negative about her giving, the rest of them said, yeah. So we need to dig the cancer out right now. If you cannot, if you cannot buy into the culture of generosity and missions and giving, this is not the place for you. Because we're going to keep giving. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep winning. We're going to see God do incredible things. We're going to make it hard to go to hell from North Alabama. Can we give God praise and glory? Well, I tell you, I've never been to a church where a pastor invited somebody to leave. Welcome to temple. We need your chair. If you're not going to help row, get off the ship. You, you, let me tell you what you like. Let me tell you what you like. When I was growing up, we had work days. That's what poor churches did. We couldn't pay somebody to do it, so we had to do it. And you know what was the most irritating thing about work days? When you're out there working like a dog, sweat dripping off of you and somebody's standing watching. Now, okay, 
if you ain't going to do nothing, that's fine. But don't stand around and watch me do it. Amen. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. I mean, if you're not going to help, at least keep your mouth shut about it. Don't be negative. Why? As we saw with Judas and the rest of the disciples, negativity is contagious. If you can't do anything, just shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep quiet. I'll get an email about that. Let's be positive. Let's be positive. Because God's got... Mm, Number four. This is my favorite one. Listen. What was number one? I hear them papers flipping again. We're going to have to work on our short-term memory, ladies and gentlemen. What was number one? Things to celebrate. Number two? What does God want us to have? Confidence, confidence. Number three? Say it again. Okay, number four. Anticipate what's coming. Anticipate what's coming. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you. This is Jesus talking, by the way. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Ephesians 3.20, let's all read together. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. Let's read that first line in verse 20 again. You ready? Now unto him. It's in you. Listen. Listen, everybody. And I'm going to say this. We're going to be done. Man, we're so early. It's amazing. <laughs> brother, Me- yeah, it ain't over yet, Brother Melvin. See, that's that negativity I'm talking about. Right there. Bless God, a former pastor up here heckling me from the crowd. <laughs> this elderly lady, <clears throat> this elderly lady was coming down to the end. She, she asked the pastor to come over and talk to her about the final arrangements and about her funeral and about what she wanted him to preach and the whole deal. He gets over to her house and, and begins to spend some time with her and said, Preacher, one more thing. One more thing I need you to do for me. He said, No problem, ma'am. Whatever it is you want, we'll do it. She said, I want you to put a fork in my hand. Ma'am? Preacher, I want you to put a fork in my hand. When I'm in that casket, I want you to put a fork in my hand. She said, Preacher, what, or excuse me, ma'am, why do you want that? She said, all my life, 
all my life, when we had dinners and we had people over and we would eat our dinner, the lady of the house would say, keep your fork. Keep your fork because I'm bringing in dessert. And she said, keep your fork because the best is yet to come. And she said, preacher, I want everybody to know that God has been good to me in my life. But the best is yet to come. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened last week is an incredible thing. And it's a God thing. It's a God-sized blessing. It's a God-sized honor. God did a great thing. But ladies and gentlemen, he woke me up very early on Friday morning to write down some things. I had to type out on my phone and I couldn't hardly see because I still had boogers in my eyes. But the greatest thing that he told me to write is the best is yet to come. It's like the old saying says, you ain't seen nothing yet. God has been good. God has been great. We have seen God's hand in an incredible way. We are seeing people saved. We're seeing churches planted. We're seeing the ministry grow. But ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Let's stand to our feet and give God praise and glory. And now come on now, give him praise.